Hello and welcome back to Bringing New Ideas to Life, the podcast from the innovation consultancy Oxentia. This time around, we'll be talking about how we can make accelerators as effective as possible for startups and entrepreneurs. What are the main benefits and limitations? Are there variances internationally? And where do they fit into the development ecosystem? Taking part in this debate, which was recorded at the end of last year, we have Oxentia's current Head of Entrepreneurship, Fabio Bianchi, and Oxentia's former Director of Development, Tim Hart, who is now a Director at Warwick Innovations, part of the University of Warwick. We hope you enjoy everything that's been discussed, and perhaps you've got some questions or some points you'd like to reflect back to us, so please do get in touch, and we'll be coming back with some details of how you can do that at the end of the episode. But for now, listen in and enjoy. Fabio, I've um, I've been thinking about accelerators, right? I mean, th- there's there's a lot of them. In fact, there's over one thousand three hundred across the world, uh, and they pop up everywhere. And and we've seen this, um, and they continue to pop up even in our own city. They 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 appear where they didn't before, and and I thought we could take the opportunity to think about what's their role. In, in the grander scheme of supporting entrepreneurs and startups, are they here to stay? What's their function? Are they going to evolve? How useful are they? Is it time to review um, and, and consider more refined or alternative interventions for startups and entrepreneurs? And, and, and I'll, I'll, I'll start with one fact, that, that an observation that's been made in that According to a recent Wall Street Journal article, 45% of startup accelerators have yet to produce a single entrepreneur who successfully raised venture funding after the process. I guess the question to start with is, is, is are they the most effective intervention that we can mm-hmm. develop? Mm. I, I, I think so. I think, I think we've become too focused on uh, accelerators becoming some sort of beauty competition uh, for mm. for aspiring entrepreneurs uh, who can raise the most venture capital who can you know shout the loudest in their yeah. on their marketing platforms because they're part of Y Combinator or, or or some sort of you know high quality accelerator what i think we've lost is helping individual entrepreneurs one on one with the fundamentals with market validation with product market fit with 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 um, communicate communicating what problem they're actually solving mm. and it's going back to those basics where I think accelerators should be moving uh, uh, moving away from the sort of glitzy competition like thing uh, mm. and becoming more about really helping on those fundamentals because uh, you and I have seen this so many times where there's so many early stage entrepreneurs who are taken in by this whole idea of, of, of raising capital even before they actually done anything and, and, and that's their main focus uh, and, and they're so technology-driven that they, they lose track of what the market actually wants. And so if accelerators can actually go back to, to helping entrepreneurs develop the fundamentals of especially technology-based and early-stage businesses, uh, which again is, is, is actually showing that you're solving a real-life problem and showing that there are people willing to pay for your solution, uh, yeah. uh, then I think they may go towards... Uh, uh, you know, again, being useful for that ecosystem building aspect. We've, we've, we've uncovered quite an interesting issue here, which is that there is perhaps more value in 
accelerators in supporting ecosystem development and perhaps keeping them local, right? I mean, we've all lived through the world where we've had to work more remotely. Mm-hmm. We've seen the emergence of international accelerator programs. We have pursued those interests too. Mm-hmm. But, but is there a more productive, effective structure of accelerators where we keep them purely local? We've spoke before about the value of training versus the value of, of, of that concept of paces, mm. where you have local people who support the development of multiple uh, uh, entrepreneurial experiences. And, and, and maybe, maybe there is more value in, in developing more locally based accelerators because they're far easier, aren't they, for entrepreneurs to interact with, for mentors to support, where, where they're physically close to each other? Yes, I think so. Uh, I think that works if you have a good enough infrastructure within your ecosystem. Right? You need to have the mentoring capacity. You need to have access to that market validation. So you need to be in a place where you can actually go out and do that. Uh, yeah. You need to have access to capital because in the end, capital, although it may not be, I'm not advocating for it to be the main focus of accelerators, it's an important element of it still. Mm. Um, so, so yes, you're right, but the risk of that is that it, it becomes a bit elitist in terms of ecosystems. That, that yeah. works in a, in a developed ecosystem. It works here in Oxford, it works uh, uh, in San Francisco, it works in, in, in Mumbai, it works in places where there is concentration of resources. Uh, yeah. Um, and, and, and maybe accelerators do have a role in attracting uh, ideas that, that, that come out of, of smaller ecosystems or less developed ecosystems. Uh, and, and maybe that's the issue, maybe th- is that today everyone is trying to set up an accelerator program, a- any university, any local government, because there is public funding attached to it, because, there is, because it's quite easy to do. Uh, yeah. uh, and, and I think the value of that is limited if you don't have that strong, solid resourceful ecosystem behind it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean using accelerators to try and deliver impact both to the entrepreneurs and to to the uh development of the ecosystem is is it it, it takes me back to what all, we always tend to go back to which is this this enormous complicated jigsaw mm-hmm. and it's just one piece of the jigsaw and we're constantly trying to look at how we can bring other people's jigsaws to an ecosystem to try and support its development um, without having to go down decades, if not multiple decades, of, of, of investment and support to develop an ecosystem from scratch. We're trying to, we're trying to accelerate ecosystems with accelerators. <laughs> anyway, yeah, maybe, yeah. You've, maybe you um, have an interesting uh, observation about... Well, I'll, I'll tell you a fact. Um, I'll tell you uh, two facts, actually. Uh, one is that the... I don't know if you knew, but the, in the UK, the number of accelerator programs uh, has increased uh, since 2014, year on year, by 78%. <laughs> yeah. Does that, do you think there is enough demand and that there is enough impact shown uh, from these accelerators to justify that? Uh, or do you think there is some sort of accelerator bubble existing uh, in the UK and possibly in the rest of the world? I don't know the statistics for the rest of the world. <laughs> I'd like to think there's an accelerator bubble. 
I, I, I get concerned when I think through our own accelerators as if I'm within an ecosystem and if I, if I look at it from an investor's perspective and I'm interested in finding opportunities to invest in, are they really going to be developed in a time frame I'm prepared to look at within an accelerator program? Or should I be looking? And can I expect them to come out of a cohort? Is, is, is the timing going to work for me? Well, I'll give you another statistic on that. Did you know that uh, uh, companies attending accelerators, uh, on average, uh, raise 44% more money that start startups who do not attend accelerator programs? Uh? You see, that, 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 that relates back to the, the inherent value of preparing opportunities for engagement with the investment community or engagement with the market. That there's, there's no doubt since before accelerators existed, there has been value in that preparation and support. And also, on average... Startups that go through accelerator programs are their valuations are seventy five percent higher ah, than now. startups that don't go through accelerator. Now, programs. now, 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 is that a true reflection of the impact of accelerators on the uh, developing the value proposition for the spin outs, or is that just part of the hype of being an accelerator program where you're pulling together investors? who compete for opportunities. That's a good question. And, and, yeah, and good does, question. That, does that cause some kind, does that have some impact on valuation which can't be justified? I think so, I agree. I, I definitely think that, that, that it, it, it kind of hyperinflates uh, valuations. Uh, uh, and you know, we've seen that, and we've seen that slowing down because of the recent general sort of recession and financial crisis. And I think actually for the early stage investment, seen it's probably a good thing that it's slowing down you raise a really important point which is very topical uh because this could be the direction of travel which Mm. is some economic slowdown right and what's crucial and what many governments including our own believe in is that the way out of economic slowdown is to invest and support the development of high potential growth businesses, right? Mm. Like technology mm. businesses. Do accelerators have a real role in trying to keep together the activity within this sector, right? Because we know accelerators de-risk opportunities. Mm. We know they, they, they can be made more palatable, more investor-friendly, are they an important part of helping, keeping, bringing investors and opportunities together so that they can be supported through times of economic slowdown? Possibly. I'm not sure. Um, And actually, this would be something really interesting to discuss with some of our partners and some of the people we work with and some of the people who are working on this. I mean... Potentially, we could open this conversation to, to, to some of our corporate partners as well as some of the investors we work with uh, mm. and maybe even government and see what they think about this because uh, I think it's an open question. I think, I think the jury's out on whether this is the right way of, of, of dealing with uh, uh, sort of economic turmoil for early-stage businesses. Um, 
there's definitely, I think there is value in, in, in as you said, sort of, mm, so, so, sort of grouping together businesses uh, under some sort of umbrella. But again, what we said earlier is also that uh, maybe we kind of overshot the, 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 the need uh, a little bit. Uh, and, and, and now we're in some sort of, sort of stabilizing phase uh, of, uh, of, of, the, of the sector. Uh, so we'll see. But it will be interesting to, to hear from some other people who work in this area and see what they think. Yeah, I mean, one thing's for sure, right, is, is that we are in a state of change, change within country, change between countries. <coughs> change is good. Change is good for entrepreneurs. We know that. It's good for the environment, but maybe that is a great role for accelerators in that they help us nurture and encourage change which can which can be then developed into investable opportunities um, for for our investment community so so maybe the more we think about this maybe maybe accelerators have a much wider role to play they help support local development and they help manage and maintain growth in times of change? I think so. Uh, and I think the, the offering of accelerators can be shaped uh, to, uh, to, to, to do that, to, to foster what you just said, right? Um, I mean, if you look at this report, the released by the Center for Entrepreneurs uh, um, a, couple, a couple of months ago, mm. Actually, only uh, there's a very small percentage of accelerators actually directly offer funding or equity investment. Uh, yeah, uh, I think it's it's around fifteen twenty percent of of UK based accelerator programs actually directly offer that. Uh, um, whereas something like ninety ninety five percent of them offer things like peer networking opportunities. Uh, um, I think that's also a bit of a of a mismatch and and, and something which we will hopefully see a readjustment towards because running accelerator programs as effectively de-risking uh, programs and uh, investment de-risking programs and potentially venture building programs for investors uh, yeah. given uh, the current situation and the current uncertainty we face could be a really strong tool uh, to build uh, far more solid uh, value propositions and far more solid investment opportunities. Uh, yeah. So, so maybe there will be a readjustment. Uh, and, and I know we've been talking to some investors around about this uh, and that there is initial signs of some appetite, but not yet sort of full conviction uh, that uh, venture capitalists should be venture building rather than trying to, to sort of source opportunities yeah. from various accelerators and actually running yeah. your own accelerator program as a way of doing your due diligence uh, and building ventures in the image of something you want to invest in uh, yeah. is potentially the future direction of the sector. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that raises a very important point because um, when we look at an investor and we look at their investment strategy, um, investors will be attracted to the most promising opportunities and they may not always fit well with their investment strategy. Science parks have to fill space. And they may not always fill the space with the right companies that fit their strengths, their strategy, the regional focus. Can you use accelerators to help investors develop more competitive, 
productive portfolios? Can you use accelerators to help science parks develop more critical mass around a strategic theme or, or, or strength within the region? And so, you know, the more we talk about this, the more we think that accelerators have roles way beyond simply supporting entrepreneurs to secure investment. And I think that's, that's the, the takeaway from, from, from this chat, is that more and more accelerators are part of that ecosystem building. Uh, yeah. and, 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 and more and more, they need to be directly organized and funded by those who then provide the capital for the development of those, uh, uh, of those opportunities. Yeah. yeah, it's a public-private sector effort. Correct. Okay. Thank you, Tim. Thank you. Thank you very much for listening to this episode of Bringing New Ideas to Life. If you have any questions or queries or ideas that you'd like to discuss with us on the podcast, then please do get in touch at ideaspod at oxentia.com. That's ideaspod at oxentia.com. We'll be back soon with fresh episodes for you to enjoy. Thank you very much. Bye for now. <laughs>